Hi and welcome to another episode of the Sons of Anarchy UK podcast. My name's Tim Coyd and once again we are gathered around the microphones to discuss our favourite TV show, Sons of Anarchy, and in particular, one character. With me this week, as they are every week, are the three fantastic ladies, Lee, Wendy, Hi. and Holly. Hi. Good evening, good evening. Good evening. Has everyone else been melting like I have in the oh, UK this week? Yeah. Personally, I must admit, I love it, but hey, I'm mad. <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. no. I'm a pale-skinned northerner, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I don't, I don't enjoy the sun. But we've got so much to talk about tonight. Um, we so know much. we're not going to be able to cover every single aspect of this character, but we're going to give it a damn good, good go. And um, tonight we are talking about one of the main characters, the current president of the Sons of Anarchy, Anarchy Motorcycle Club, Redwood Originals, Philip Chibs Telford. Yes. Something you might be able to get for me. What's that? Emily Duncan. Emily Duncan. She's one of our Friday Night Hawaii. She loves a good punch up the nickels. Easy there, darling. That one's got a glass ball. It's actually a crystal ball. It allows me to see the future of my penis. How's that working out for you? It's to strike that he is the current president, isn't he? Even now in my mm. he is still yeah. the current yeah. president. Correct. Uh, the fourth person to be president of Sam Crow. And the first one who isn't a teller or related to the tellers. Exactly. Yeah. True. Mm. The first Brit. Yes. Yeah. Well, technically, Charlie is the first Brit, but that's, that's for another day. <laughs> 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 you're you're playing the Northeast. You're playing American, but Chibs was playing a European. You're yeah. playing a Scots guy. European. Yeah. Look, I'm being facetious there. Right, so <laughs> Chibs. Chibs Telford, uh, or just Chibs, I think we'll be calling him for the rest of the Chibs, night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Played by the amazing, amazing Tommy Flanagan. The unimpeachable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the swear what bucket man. himself. What a character, what a man. Yeah. We'd need a swear box on the set for another he's about. I'd make a few bob with him. Oh. And for yeah. Sure. So let's start our conversation about Chibs. And what do you remember about the first time? You see, Chibs. He's, he's he is present throughout the all seven series. What's your first memory 
Then maybe not what. I know what, what actually him happened. In. I know what brought him to yeah. us. Um, okay. Yeah, let's start with that. Yeah, I do know that because he was he was um, oh, uh, luckily for us, of course, because he he came over from uh, Sam Bell, the Sam Bell Charter, mm-hmm. and originally, I think, as the story that they told was that he was he was like the person that connected them, uh, you know, a liaison. He was liaison. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, things went a little bit belly up with uh, O'Feelan, um, hence the lovely <laughs> scars on on his face. And obviously, although we do know in real life that 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 certainly happened to him. Mm. Um, yeah, he was he was a British Army medic, which is why we get to see him uh, <laughs> demonstrating his um, medical skills, uh, sort of peppered throughout the all of the seasons, yep. practically. I think. Um, and yeah. then he was dishonorably discharged, apparently, yep. after five you months of court-martialed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. see it happening. That's an impressive career of being court-martialed in five months. I mean, I don't think you've even done with basic training in five months. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, and then he was the sergeant at arms. I think is how we first encountered him. Sergeant was he sergeant at arms? No, I think no, was. Tig was, it was always just Patch. Yeah, Tig was sergeant, Tig and then Tig gives the sergeant at arms patch over to Clay in that infamous yeah, yeah, scene. He thinks he's lost yeah. faith in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he he was when Tig when yes, Tig so gave up the patch. patch. Yeah. yeah. So I th- I'm, yeah. my mind's already going towards seeing him as sergeant at arms. Oh, I know. Yeah, poor old poor old Tig. I don't think he was a. <laughs> I know we're jumping around already. We haven't even started. I don't know if he was a natural choice. But I think Happy and Tig were much more what I would see as a sergeant at arms rather than. Sergeant yeah, Chibs. I feel like Chibs is too. <laughs> and this is saying something given the mix of men. He is one of the more reasonable members of the yeah, club. Yeah. He's as, too as reasonable being, to be sergeant yeah. at arms. He's not, he's not the gunman. He's not the trigger man you go to if you need someone to just get the job done. I think you're right when you say Tig and Happy are better fits for those roles. Yeah. So for me, I'm going to share my my memory of Chibs or my first. Mm-hmm. I, I know he was in all of it, but I just remember the first him. Impression. My first impression was he got blew up a lot. <laughs> so I, I, re, I remember the I think the um, the, the IRA blow up when he was in a, he was in thing. Isabel blew him up. So I, be, I believe it was the. SUV that the that Polly yeah. had had abducted yeah. Gemma yeah. that, that turned up in the the the, 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 the make it look like that, yeah, that had the bomb in it, didn't it? Yeah. Or so, had, so yeah, yeah. I just remember and then being Fiona comes to see him in hospital, That's and right. then that sets everything in motion. Yeah, so because he knew straight away, didn't he? As soon as he turned that key, you heard that click. But we have to remember, Sam, he was part of the true IRA. Yeah, yeah. he knows so what a car bomb sounds like. He knew. He probably said yeah. so many himself anyway. He knew exactly <laughs> what it was. Yeah. yeah. So that, oh was, that was my first memory memory of, of Chibs. Mm. So, so what about you, Lee? What was your first um, I can't remember my first memory of him, but um, I, I just remember the... Uh, he um, at the moment we're just watching um, the section where he, him and Juice are talking, and he's sort of almost taking Juice under his wing, as it were. And the fact that he's uh, it, basically Juice has been been blackmailed in, in a for a better word. Um, you think it's by uh, Roosevelt, but it's oh, actually yeah. on Link Pot's order, orders. Yeah, so he's yeah, doing yeah. it. And the fact that uh, Chibs has got um, a half a mixed race wife 
uh, Fiona, that sort of, you think, well, if if Chibs is okay with them, then, you know, then surely the race shouldn't be an issue. But um, he just, he's one of those sort of guys that you couldn't imagine the show without him. You just couldn't imagine, you know, or, or him or Tig. And, you know, he just, I can remember, I can remember seeing him in the, with Cammy Hayes when he's got shot in the leg and he's in the back of the ambulance and he's trying to stem the blood flow and he he, he, te- he tells him about the um you know what you're doing that, that was it yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I I can't say that I remember the first scene but I know that he, and also he's done eighty eight out of ninety two episodes mm, he actually was good. was missing from four episodes and I've just found out from Wendy which ones they were. Yeah, it was totally yeah. season one, yeah. season two, and everything else he was in right the way through. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, I think, and this is just personally my habit when I'm watching TV shows, um, I can almost always pick out the British actor amongst the bunch, and I'm like, oh, okay, Homeboy's doing well, Homeboy's, you know, uh, busy making over in the States. So the second I heard a Scottish accent, I was like, click, there's my favourite character, here we go, immediately invest. Because, you know, I think for me... I like. I think for what when it comes to watching TV or film, we're all trying to live vicariously through the characters in some way or another. Yeah. And I think you know, someone from a working class Scottish background is not a million miles away from where me and my family are from. So immediately, I kind of sort of connection and empathy with him and his perspective and the experiences he might bring to the whole Sons of Anarchy thing. But I think one of the standout scenes for me. One of his standout early scenes was definitely, as Lee said, him in the ambulance trying to help Cammy uh, with his leg. <laughs> this is it. He's a larger-than-life character from the get-go for me. I yeah. really enjoyed his sense of humour. I really enjoyed mm. his raucousness. I really enjoyed his humanity. Yeah. He has... He has quite a subtle impact. Not like he's the main, the main driving force behind any of the storylines. Um, he's involved with with absolutely loads, but without having like major storyline relating to him, he's, he's very much involved with, with absolutely everything. So what do you think their their overall impact on on the series is? So they have a all seven series, and I mean, for me, I think when he started to come to the fore rather than being part of a, you know, just a patched member of the cast um, was very much during the season two, season three. Yeah. When we see the entanglement with Sam Bell and Chu IRA and Jimmy O'Fallon and all of that lots. Um, we really get an idea. We, we suddenly understand his backstory. We understand him as a character, what his motivations are, where he's come from. Okay. So he's got a strange wife. They clearly are still in love, but why are they not still together? He's got these scars and he's got this arch nemesis, Jimmy O'Fallon, who kind of looms large for the majority yeah. of the season rather than actually making appearances. And we know him more by reputation from Chibs. Um, we learn quite early on that he was ex-British forces before he was court-martialed. We learn that he first killed a man in Omar. Um, we learn all about his kind of very shady, if you like, past before he... I mean, it's not like he's a <laughs> a glowing citizen. He's not a boy scout, no. He's not a boy scout and he's not a reformed citizen. He's not this venerated church going member of society. Not not even close. But we learn that he has a lot of uh trauma and baggage that he kind of brings to the show. And that definitely 
made him more engaging for me because it's like, how is he going to react to these things that pick on his particular anxieties and his particular experiences and his particular traumas? And I think, yeah, he really developed for me in season two and three. So to what extent, this is going to be such a strange question to ask, and I, I know it sounds odd already before I've asked it, to what extent do you think he was, I mean this in the, the best, but the most normal or rounded person that is in in the club? Because he seems the most, or the least, maybe the, the least troubled or the least, or the most content with with who he is and I could, what he's I doing. could see that. Yeah. He doesn't tend to get very worked up about things. He tends to sort of take things fairly, um, go go with the flow. He sort of, I mean, the, the the season three where the whole sort of explosion and the IRA and the sand bell, yeah, that involved him a lot. But he's he's pretty much he he's almost like the not the entertainment, but he's almost like um comic relief. No, uh, I'm thinking of the word. Um, morale, morale booster. Oh, for sure. He sort of helps them to sort of keep up morale, and he, you know, he sort of keeps them. I mean, especially with Juice at the moment, he's sort of helping to really bolster people up. And yeah, yeah I think a lot of that is because he plays that he is a Glaswegian clearly, and he plays yeah. Glaswegian, and he, and he's just so black and white. He's brilliant. You, you don't have to second guess him. No. I mean, he can just explode just like that. But you know why? It is pretty obvious why mm. because he doesn't suffer fools gladly. He doesn't tolerate no. them at all. In fact. Um, so yeah, I think that's what it is. He just blows up real quick, um, very very quickly. But you always understood why there didn't. There was never a hidden agenda with him. Um, yeah, I think to pick up on what Tim said in particular, there, um, the bit that struck me when you're saying he's more level-headed, more experienced, more calm. I think he's definitely a lot more worldly than the rest of the sons. You get the impression that lots of them either grew up in charming or never left charming. We never even maybe left California. We know Happy comes all the way from Tacoma. And we know a couple of them went to Vietnam. Yeah. But aside from that, there isn't much in the way of international experiences and meeting different people with different points of view. Whereas I think Chibs, you know, having grown up in the time he did, apparently he was born in 1963 in the show. So, and then he moved to Belfast at a very young age. So he would have grown up, you know, practically in a war zone during the mm-hmm. Troubles. He would have seen war. He, he was in the armed forces, you know. And then he, so he went from Scotland to Northern Ireland to America and I'm sure he's met an assortment of people on the way. And I'm sure that's informed a lot of his biases as well as a lot of his hardiness in the face of bullshit. I, mm. And again, like Wendy said, Glaswegians in my particular experience, they don't, they're, they're straightforward people. They yeah, won't fuck you around. I, I love them. I've got Glaswegian family. Shout out to them. Um, but yeah, I, I love that kind of mentality where it's like, I'm not here to play games with you. My life is too short to be doing mind games and yeah. mess around. Tell it we like have, it if is. you have an issue, we talk it out like men or we fight or we move on. There's no point with all this sort of animosity and confusion and muddy in the waters. And I think because he has that communication, because he, he's such a good communicator, unlike most of the club, he manages to avoid the negative repercussions that often come from the misunderstandings and misconstrued and miscalculations where things have got lost in translation between members. 
Mm. And also, you must remember, um, being part of uh, Sam Bell and everything that happened over there and the reason that he came over to um, Sam Crow, I mean, he lost his family through that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, and that was well, huge. Must have been absolutely monumental. Yeah. For all of that, you know, and then he sort of, imbe- you know, he gets very much embodied in another lovely family and that was his mm. family too. Um, yeah, Guy was an all-rounder. He, he, he'd been in a lot of places the others probably never had. So as Holly was saying, that's pretty good. And he's also very soulful, I think. I would describe him as a very soulful. He is, yeah. He has a real sort of striking visual look. So I think you know, like, straight mm. away who who he is. He's, he's, he's unique in... Um, in look, in presence, yeah. in voice. Yeah, so mm. everything about him, it makes him stand out, but he'd never stands out to the point where he overshadows anyone else it's just it's such no, a, you're right. a understated i think a little bit but still i know it's like a contradiction he stands out but he's understated no 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 no. what you're saying is he's a good actor and he plays his part well yeah oh, well, he doesn't course, overstep yeah. he's very good at fulfilling the role he's been given he's very good at taking direction he's very good at playing his part with reference to the bigger picture and to the other players in the scene he's not going to try and outshout someone overshadow someone he has confidence in himself so carries his part you know, in yeah. full confidence that other people will carry their part. So, and he's one of these Grammy by his own his own words. When I heard him recently, I mentioned on one of the Reaper reviews, and as he said, oh, he's definitely a, a method actor, a pure a through and through. I mean, you know, they don't need words, and they acted scenes where there were no words on the script, and they were just basically said, "This is it," and, it, and that, they played it. They played yeah. it. They played it with passion. They played it from the heart. And that's a sign of a good actor if they can actually convey that without saying a word. Just a look. Sensational. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was I had... really excited to see him in uh, Sons of Anarchy, actually, because I didn't get to see Sons of Anarchy until a, quite a while after it originally aired, and I've seen it mm. seven odd times since. But uh, so I, I, I knew about him. I'd, I'd seen him before, but more importantly, I'd know, I knew quite a bit about uh, Charlie Hunnam. No surprise. <laughs> He's been a big fan. <laughs> um, but the connection between those two was incredible because they oh, had known yeah. each other for years and years and years. And uh, Sutter, has, I've heard him talk about this, and he's talked about their relationship and how that also played into their characters as well because they already had that it connection was. so it, it was will. brilliant to work with and the other thing was it was it wasn't supposed to be tommy flanagan in the role of chibs it was supposed to in fact the front runner kurt sutter said was was an irishman they had an irishman lined up to play the part of chibs and then flanagan rocked up into um you know for his audition and he said that's he's it rather have him he's going to be a scotsman he's going to be a glaswegian He's going to have that connection with the IRA and, well, the rest is history. I, I didn't realise that. Yeah. Oh, I knew a couple of people were last-minute additions. Like, Kim Coates was very last-minute Yeah, yeah he, he was never going to be that late. character, was he? No. Yeah, that character didn't exist. It was Hawk <laughs> and it, or something, and it was Emilio Rivera who was going to yeah. play his right hand. And, the other th- and Ron so Perlman was wasn't the first choice for Clay. It was somebody Scott called Scott Glenn. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's also oh, a good character. It worked out well. Let's share our highlights, our favourite, favourite things that involve great man, Hibs. Obviously slightly biased, but I was always so fascinated uh, with the relationship between him and Jax and how that developed and how it all sort of ended. Mm. He was like that big brother. Yeah, Jackie boy, he always called him that. Yeah. And And that was always, always had his back. I mean, talk about that was supreme. No matter what he did, you know, and we all know Jax went to some very dark places um, and was, yeah, displaying some very dark actions as well. But 
he was always there for him no matter what and he was the one that grounded him i thought i, I loved all of that I just thought yeah was so powerful wendy i think you said something brilliant there um that... oh that's a shock. It loyalty <laughs> everyone that's very rare no no but i think you because a lot of people see that relationship as like a parent but i don't i think i think it's like a, a brother a bro- definitely a brother no that's i think I that thought, a parent would have taken would have taken to one side and given him an absolute bollocking <laughs> given jack yeah. an absolute yeah, bollocking a be like piney yeah. with opie yes yeah, yeah. 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 whereas he kind of he kind of sort of just like almost sometimes like gritted his teeth and went like all right yeah yeah kind of thing rather than yeah. pull him up on it and go oh yeah really sure that sounds a little bit ridiculous so but great i think so brother definitely that relationship with jacks mm. rather than lovely parents. touching moments oh i cried a few tears over those two at times <laughs> I was about to disagree there, but you guys have changed my mind. Oh, <laughs> go on. No, no. Go on, Holly. Fire away. No, I mean, and, and this is it. We all bring different experiences to how we interpret the show and what we see and who we see ourselves in, all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I always did see it as, well, this is it. Jax is very much lacking positive male influences and female influences, for that matter. Yeah. He's, he's lacking positive influence, right, in his life. But I think... You know, and maybe I'm speaking to stereotypes here, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think men like to have another man close to them that they can look up to or they can role model themselves on, whether that's, you know, G.I. Joe when you're a kid or whether that's your brothers, your father, other male family members, your mates, your favourite footballer or whatever as you grow. And for me, I think Chibs makes up the tapestry of a number of people who almost take on the parental role for Jacks because God knows Clay's a fucking useless bugger and mm-hmm. JT, jt straight up isn't around you know he died when Jax was what 16 17 or something thereabouts it's nuts and i feel like chibs very much knew jt because he was the first prospect at sam bell and sam bell was established by jt and keith mcgee if i remember correctly so he clearly knew his father he must have seen him grow if he's been around for that long so to me, I always did think of it as slightly fatherly because he must have known him for so long since childhood, hence Jackie boy, hence he still sees him as a child, yeah. that kind of thing. But yeah, you're right. I think if Chibs really was a parent to Jax, he would have intervened much sooner and stopped him taking a lot of the impulsive actions that eventually got him killed. I think he did try to do damage control and there were points where he did step in and he said, you're not thinking with your head here, son. You're thinking with your heart and you're acting out and it's going to get us all killed. But I think he knew at the end of the day, Jax's decisions were his. But yeah, you're right. The more I reflect on it, the more I do think it's more of a big brother relationship than it is a fatherly relationship. Do you know why else I, I kind of put it in those terms? Because if I if I remember rightly, it was it, we really saw that come to the fore after Opie died. After Opie oh, died. Oh, God, yes. And it felt like until that, obviously you could see Jackson, Chips, they all yeah. had a relationship. They were all, you know, say motorcycle, blah, 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 blah. But it was Opie and Jacks, childhood friends, yeah. Yeah. together, grew up together, got into mischief together, all the crap that went with that yeah. um, in the same motorcycle club. And then to see his friend murdered like that destroyed him. Um, and it was almost like Chips, in a way, kind of, you can't replace Opie, but he was yeah. there. Oh, no. I can remember, there's a, I think, a couple of scenes on the roof of some building oh, that where was the two of them used to meet up and they would sit and just chat. 
Yeah. And there was, there was at least a couple, of, to, to my knowledge, that uh, oh, yeah, that he happened would... a number of times, especially yeah. Those are some of my favourite moments. Yeah. Which, yeah. That's what I meant about the tears sometimes, because it was just so touching. It was like oh, it really was for real. Oh. Yeah, I remember that. I can't remember. I'm not going <clears> to <throat> even try the accent. <laughs> where, um, where I think Jack's having a particularly <laughs> tough time. I lo- absolutely love you. I always yeah. have. I yeah, always yeah. will, kind of thing. I love you, kid. I yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one. Thank you, honey. Oh, again, that that's one. He, he takes he takes his face in his that. hands yeah. and he holds him. He looks at him. And he's like, "You idiot! Don't ever ask me if I love you or care about you or want to support you." Of course, I will. It's unconditional. I love you, kid. And he backed Perfect. every 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 t- if it was a vote. And I think even Clay mentions it. At oh. one point, when there was a vote, well. well Chibs will go with Jacks, you know. Every yeah. time there was a vote, like wherever, whichever way Jacks went, then mm. it's great they had that relationship though, because it yeah. just reminded me of that interview, whichever one I was looking at with uh, uh, so many of them, isn't there? But with Tommy Flanagan, and where he actually talks about his relationships, uh, relationship with Charlie Hunnam, and he said that was just so important because they have such solid, real affection for each other. They have known each other for years and they really, really, really do. And it really played out on screen. And, um, yeah, you could see it. That wasn't acting. A lot of that, obviously, they're acting, acting, but behind it, there was there was no acting required because that's yeah. what they would do. There to was definitely together. chemistry there. Absolutely. Yeah. It yeah. really showed. And I'm told very lucky. that that's when acting has reached its peak. Like my sister's been in drama school for a year now. She's going to go on and do a proper degree now, bless her. But um, I, I, I showed her the recent Week Reviews episode and asked her about, you know, the scene, the acting, what do you think? And she was telling me all about Nick and Meisner and Lee Strasberg and Stella Adler and all these amazing practitioners who really perfected this technique in the sixth season. And she said, it's, it's pretending if you're having to try and find those emotions, that's not acting. When you're trying to, you're reaching in, you're like, mm, can I find an experience that I can kind of translate? It's real acting when it comes naturally to you in the scene like that. And there is that natural chemistry and you do feel the urge to cry or to shout or to just, and this is it, to the point where you're not even reciting your lines in your head anymore. You're present in the moment and you're reacting rather than stating yeah. your lines to someone. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. I think the chemistry between, the trust, I think is the most important thing between actors, especially when you're doing some of the stunts and you know some of the really emotionally heavy and vulnerable scenes that they do. You know, it, it'd be difficult not to take some of that home, I don't think. So being in a scene with someone you know so well and trust so well to not only support you behind the scenes, but within your scenes, I think it's very clear that their relationship was as strong off screen as on screen because I don't think you can fake that kind of chemistry. I think it's Theo Rossi who says the eyes don't lie. Yeah, and you, and you can see sometimes when the pair of them exchange glances, there's a real kinship there. There's a real understanding that goes deeper than words. The time that he was um, his affair with uh, Althea, the police. I was say, it's been <laughs> yeah. a while since he's read um, based on how they look in their undies. Let's of course, he does. Yeah, and the episode where she says, "Take me," and he does over the bonnet of the car. And Quinn's sat <laughs> watching. Yeah, yeah. and Quinn sat there, there on his bike. Yeah. Totally there on. Yeah. I, I don't remember that scene. What scene was this? Season <laughs> six. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Holly, we know. Uh... <laughs> but I, I felt as I did the same. Um, 
I felt his character, he would be the person out of all of them. I mean, I think the secret to having a great team is that people have different qualities and it's what, and it's the combined group of those qualities that help make the team work. And I think what Chibs brings to it is something that no, no other, no other one of them can. And I think he's got the, um, well, I don't know if it's paternal, but he's got the, the, the taking the under, under the wing. He's got he's a got, nurturing instinct. Yeah, he's got a nurturing instinct. But also he's got, um, I don't think of the word again, and it's, it's gone. He's got a calm, and there's a, I mean, the, the sheer fact that he can actually look after, I mean, if they do get, you know, cuts and bruises, he has got that medical training. I mean, if Tara's not around to do it, he does it. He's got that sort of technical knowledge. He's got the old military training. Um, he's got the, so the, the, the mouse. The, he's got so, the mouse. so yeah. Um, so I think yeah he's got he's got different qualities that yeah, and he's you, the man. you know he's that if he if he's in your corner you're all right yeah. you're okay if he's fighting in your corner you 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 know you'll be okay he's versatile he's multidisciplinary yeah. yeah I remember um, saying about nurturing taking people under his wing he does that with half sack as well doesn't he because he trains oh, them for the boxing tournament and the immortal yeah. line. Um, no, booze, no weed, no, booze, no weed booze. or pussy for you until no five, pussy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could talk for England and Scotland at this point. Northern uh, <laughs> <laughs> <an> Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it my best. <laughs> you know, I just, just for me, I, I very much. There are a few characters I can say I like the whole way through the series that I backed from beginning to end. Like I've said it a number of times. I started off loving Jax because he's, he's the golden boy with his beautiful blonde hair and his gorgeous blue eyes and his, oh, it keeps me humble. Just one packet of condoms at a time. He is the dreamboat. He's the like, oh, look at him. He knows he's good looking, but he doesn't brag about it. And, you know, and people like Tig, who I was like, oh God, misogynist, nasty chauvinist pig, <laughs> necrophilia, you know, he's racist. He's, he doesn't care that there are these two prostitutes, one of whom was pregnant with his kid when they died. I was just like, what a nasty piece of work. But by the end, I adored him. But Chibis, I can say from start to finish, I was like, he's got his head on straight. He doesn't always make the right call, but he, I think he always has the right intention. I, I thought from beginning to end, he had a moral integrity that I could respect. He was consistent. He wasn't easily swayed by things like money. He wasn't swayed by things like sex. Although there was a moment with Alfie Jerry where I think he was a little bit verging on. But all the same, I think I think I really admire his integrity. And I think I loved him from the start of the series to uh. the end. And I can't say that for very many people. So if I was to ask you what your not worse but like low low point or uh, is there any is there a time where you thought i'm not very happy with you mr telford well i don't know about not very happy but i know i was super super sad when they when they when they were in belfast uh, when they went over to northern mm. ireland and you really got a sense of of like you know his beginnings there and and we really see saw that story play out a bit and then when that 
that bomb went off, you know, when the bomb was planted on that truck. When oh, out by the oh, barn. Broke because his nephew that dies. young lad, he had a real affinity with him. He was the one that he practically, I think, saw first of all when they arrived in Northern Ireland. And he it's Patrick, he's his nephew. Yeah, and he, he was just so, so close to him, so happy to see him. All of this, this is what I meant about losing family. He didn't just lose mm. his like wife, his sister, he's got a sister as well, his wife's sister and his um, daughter, but that's the family that was Sam Bell, and that, that boy was definitely yeah. a big part of it. And then to see him blown to smithereens, my heart broke, really, really did. I, I can't think of an, a scene where I thought I didn't like Chibs, and I really can't. No. I really, that was a low point for me because I hated seeing him in that situation. I just thought, oh, that's that's just awful. After everything he's done for, you know, California and Sam Crow yeah. goes back and that mm-hmm. happens, I just thought that yeah. was horrible. I think you've picked up on something really important there. He has experienced bereavement in a thousand different forms. You know, he's been bereft of his home, whether that's in Glasgow or within Belfast. He's been bereft of his family in terms of being estranged. And, you know, being cuckooed out the nest, if you like, by yeah. Jimmy O'Fallon, you know, and then when he gets to the States and he's finally seems to establish himself a family again, more or less all of the club dies. Yeah. He, and I, and this is the one yeah. thing I'd say about Mayans. I love it. Don't get me wrong. And I was overjoyed to see Tommy Flanagan reprise the role, but I would have loved to see more of how losing so much has taken its toll on Philip I think it'd be a real opportunity to explore that kind of male mental health kind of angle, you know, to actually demonstrate that these strong biker men can really have low points and vulnerabilities to the point where it's... Because this is it. No one comes out of a situation where they've lost that many people to violence and grew up during the troubles in a literal war zone, has moved from home to home. The you know, had his, yeah, mm. has been estranged from their wife. They leave their scars somewhere, yeah. 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 The stuff, yeah, the scars are more than literal. Yeah, yeah. they're more than manifest and physical. They're, yeah. you know, I wish I wish you could see more of that post series, post back. Yeah, yeah, because in many ways he lost a lot more than most. Because going back yeah. to me considering like the big brother of Jacks, similarly mm. to, to me, he was he was very father like to Juice. Oh um, my god! Yeah, I yeah. did think he was oh a father my. to Juice, and some of those scenes were just so telling and so touching, and also. Yeah, you know, sometimes you're always willing to like, push Juice a bit more. You're nearly there. It felt like Juice wanted to try and tell him more, but they were very touching scenes. But of course, he lost Juice. He lost Jacks. It's, yeah. yeah. How much more that's, loss that's can someone take? Say. That's what I'd say. I didn't Sorry? like him. That's where I'd say I didn't like him. That's the one time I was like, Chibs, step up. You're not doing enough to help this kid. He's clearly a loose cannon. He's the one who was he like took a buttload of sleeping pills and passed out. You know, he's a bit of a loose cannon, a bit of a liability. He doesn't know whether he's here or there. He's dithery. He's panicky. You know, he's we get the impression almost the youngest of the lot. I, I mean, I don't know if that's factual, but I think he probably is. is. Yeah, I, we get the sense he's the youngest. And it's like, if he's freaking out and trying to kill himself, you need to do more to tell the club. I know it's a difficult conversation, but you should have stepped up because clearly he didn't have the guts to. Clearly he'd rather die than have that conversation because he's so scared. Did, Step up. Did do better. He, was it not something <laughs> you lose your patch for? Trying to attempted suicide. Was that not what I think that... Um, now, I, I could have completely got this wrong, but I, I remember that if he, you know, if he... If the club knew that he tried to kill yeah, himself, they would have Yeah, I would have liked it if Chibs had done more to force the club's hand when it comes to changing the bylaws and actually recognising that 
what Juice did wasn't necessarily an act of cowardice. It was an act of extreme self-hatred. He needed support, not stigmatising. I think that that's one of the ones where I wasn't happy with him. The other one was there was mm. something about the way he treated Althea Jarry as well. I wasn't very, very happy with. Yeah, sleeping um, with the pigs isn't really a vibe. No, but then he was a bit like, like yeah, he was a bit of an arse, wasn't he? And then he gave that. But he didn't really pretend to be anything else, though, did he? Let's be honest. No, I mean, he did it so clear. <laughs> For someone who always shows so much passion, I didn't get it from him. And I thought it was very, uh, like... What was the scene where he was with Star and there was some, there was oh, some sort was gonna... of... Yes, because he was going to... Uh, it was, was gonna... fairly early on, wasn't it, that he was, he gonna was rat, going to yeah. gonna rat on somebody and I think Star was behind it. Yeah, he was going to oh, rat on the IRA. Yeah, he was going to rat on the IRA in order to protect Fiona. Think. Yeah, so Fiona would get protection. Uh, yeah. Right. I knew that there was there was a scene with him. But he came yeah. to the club and told them. Well, I was going to say, in two true chip style, there was no way he was going to keep that from the club. So yeah, yeah. He uh, that didn't he? So any other bits that we didn't like, Chibs? I know it seems a bit of a swear word, but is there any other mm. any other parts that we thought? Hmm. I clearly forgave him for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Um, yeah, there were just a couple of occasions where I would have liked him to have stepped up and taken a more active part in defending other club members, you know, where I questioned his loyalty to the club because the club had clearly deviated quite a bit from John Teller's original idea and his manifest as we know it in the first sort of couple of seasons when we hear the voiceover. Okay, then. So normally at this point, we would discuss uh, the bloody violent exit that um the character has from from sons of anarchy however blessedly however yeah, Chib survives exactly. not only does he survive he thrives in um into the role of president after jacks um gets the mayhem vote against him and has to resign i guess then rather than discussing there's not a death there's not an exit like an ending to the what, whole season, isn't it? Yeah, so what yeah. do you think Sam Crow looks like? Then let's let's delve Ooh. into a bit of fantasy. <laughs> let's think what does what does Chibs Sam Crow look like? You know, are they still um are they back are they, are they gone back to guns? Are they in drugs? What what, what do you think that they are doing, or do they just make porn twenty four seven? I know for a fact they're still trying to get out of guns because that's more or less the plot for my season two and three is the complications wherein they're trying to finally get out of uh, guns. Um, As far as I understood it, Chibs was essentially had like a list of things that Jax wanted done um, after he left, quote unquote, you know, Um, and he's trying to make good and honouring all of these kind of things like changing the bylaws, like getting out of guns, like making sure... Uh, people of all ethnicities can be a part of the club and making sure that transfers over to all the other charters and everyone's kind of on board and cohesiveness and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I think, I think for me, I imagine it very different. I don't imagine it to be the same fun loving group, you know, that it was in season one. To me, I think Chibs is a lot more removed. I imagine him 
as kind of like the individual who comes to work, does his bit as the president, tells people what to do, then goes home and keeps to himself. Because I can't imagine he'd ever want to get close to any of the club members again, you know, prospects or TIG or whoever after he's lost so much. I think he'd be very, at least emotionally removed from the club. But he'd need that constant. I think he'd need that constant after all the upheaval. Well, we've got, you'd have Tig, you'd have Happy, and you'd have, uh, Les Packer's not in it, is he? He's in the No, he, uh, he's, um, he's the Stockton lot, yeah, I San think. Bernardino. <clears throat> San Bernardino. San Bernardino, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, you'd have Rack Boy, they... you'd have Rack, because he got this full patch at the end. That's right. I don't know whether they've still got the Telemoa Garage. Whether that's going or whether they had that all got sold well, up and put, well, it well, got they had to rebuild, yeah. Oh, of course, it, they, they, they didn't rebuild, know the, the no. insurance, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. No. ground zero. And I don't know. It, it was starting to be rebuilt, though. We did see that because they started uh, still doing business from there. Remember them putting up those uh posters and stuff? And oh, there was lots our of prices are rock, our exp- price explosion up. or something like that, yeah. Um, our, our prices are the da bomb, I think bomb. it says. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that uh, I have. I mean, I, I've only seen one episode of the mine, so I, I lied. It wasn't the episode that Tommy was in, so I can't really speak for it. I mean, the only yeah, person that I really dr- know that we're delving but, in fantasy here, Lee. So let's just say, well, what's going to say? Okay, fantasy. Actually, not Lee's fantasy because we know where that's going. Tom, Tommy's a star of um, Red Woody Studios. Um, I think maybe he's got back with Fiona. Oh, I hope so. Oh, yeah, I really maybe Fiona's come back um, with Carrie Ann. Yeah, well, my head went straight right at the very end of that last episode, actually. I thought, what a fantastic choice handing the reins over to Chibs in the first place. Because there wasn't a lot of Sam Crow left at that point, it seems to recall, to be honest. It really wasn't very much of it. In my head, I, th- I think they built, I, th- I think they did rebuild uh, rebuild Telemora. I think, I think, um, I think Chibs would have been a real businessman about this. Um, I think he would have got business sorted. Guns, I just didn't consider that they wouldn't be an option. I figured that would be very much the order of the day to to get money behind them. And I think he would have grown um, Sam Crow again. It meant far too much to the people that had lost their lives, you know, Bobby, Jacks, everyone else, to to let it go under. (laughs) I really wanted another series. (laughs) I think everyone (laughs) wanted another series. Is that not not the time to stop? That would have been amazing, you know. That is the time (laughs) to stop when everyone still wants another season. (laughs) You know, the way I see it, Chibs either stays and rebuilds Sam Crow and gets out of guns and honours Jack's last will and testament, or he leaves because he can't cope with the guilt and the burden of having any association with the club who killed his friends and family. That's my vision. Uh, Or set about getting his revenge. Oh, that would be a series. I'd watch that, a mini-series. I would. Going that was one clever man. Yes. He could have pulled it off as well. He would have taken his time. He would not have been shooting. But oh. he would have. He would have come from nowhere. Count of Monte Cristo. Wait twenty years and yeah. just distill that hatred into resentment like a fine wine, and then finally yeah. pop the cork when it's ready and just undo everyone. I would really enjoy getting that. rid of some people, just like he did with Jimmy O'Fallon. It was oh. an amazing scene.
Well, it is now time for us to rate the character this week. Of course, we've been talking about Chibs. Um, full name, Philip Telford. But we, 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 let's just stick with Chibs. Um, and we rank him like we do every character on our five categories. Brutality, intelligence, loyalty, street cred and likability. So then, let's start off with brutality. For me, it was the hardest one for me to score mm, me was too. brutality. Um, and I'll go, I'm going to go first this week, just for this, this one. So I went for 77. Um, I went for quite a high number. I think that some guy who has been in the true IRA, who has been in wars, who has, you know, quite happily slashed up the face of um, another man. Um, there was the re- he had very good reasons behind that. Mm. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, and and I think even like Jimmy O had been making comments about his daughter's sexual oh. sexual oh, attraction God. of his daughter as well. So as well as his wife. So you know, um, so I think he, lots of brutality there, but he always seemed he never he doesn't seem to be the kind of person that would go too far or do more than he had to do. So I, I I went for seventy seven. Um, I think one thing we haven't actually discussed is how he got his name, Chibs, and they actually are is to do mm. with small little blades. Yeah, blades. And there's a scene that I think it's the set the last the finale where Opie shoots Star, and uh, Jimmy O gets his comeuppance. Chibs actually wears like a harness thing, and he, you see him putting his vest. Mm. And you see him crossing his arm, whipping out these blades, and just and administering the same brutal oh, I know uh, that treatment that Jimmy O'Feelan did to him. Yeah, so that's, that's not how a Glasgow grin is actually done. Ah, uh, and down south, record. down south, it's called a Chelsea smile. That's Chelsea it. smile in London. Uh, yeah, yeah. On these, streets yeah. Of well, it's supposed to make a small incision in either side. Yeah, and kick the horrible. shit out of someone, and when they're screaming, it's supposed to slowly tear the. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna so give got off lightly. Mm. Yeah. So I'm gonna give Chibs eighty. I think he's. He's known brutality. I think you you don't get much more brutal than the IRA. Um, I think that you know he wouldn't have. Been, I don't think he was back when he coming forward for working for them. But I think now he's he's calmed down a bit. He's, well, so somewhat calmed down, and I think he he's more brains before bullets rather than what Tig is bullets before brains. And I think that he. He can he he knows when to fire and he knows when to you know keep his counsel. So eighty. 80- I did like you, Tim. I struggled a bit with this actually. Uh, I've been going backwards and forwards. I've got my markings here. <laughs> We're trying to work it out in my head. I I opted for eighty seven. I did go high, um, and reasons are that no matter whenever I think of him, no matter how much I like this character, despite the brutality within it. There, there is that element of compassion. Occasionally, you do see that, and where he is, but he is brutal, absolutely brutal. Although, <laughs> should, should you really say yes, television programs so we can? Um, it was justifiable um, in in lots of cases, but you cannot. Read, I could never forget his roots being in the real IRA. Um, that's brutal. That's brutality, one hundred percent. So, yeah. eighty-seven. I think it's pretty fair for me. Okay, so this is it. I feel like we're all in a very similar ballpark today, but I'm going to say that now. And then the next 
<laughs> the next round we're all going to be like, no, it's one, it's right, 12, yeah. it's 500. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, so I put him at Brutality 83, which is very middling between all of us here. Um, I think you're right, yeah. I think he knows how a car bomb works. He grew up in Belfast. He's been given a Glasgow grin. He's probably given Glasgow grins. He's probably kneecapped people. We've seen him help fake suicides in the show. We've seen him bury bodies and dismember them. Yeah, he, it's, he's without a doubt capable of some really gruesome and horrifying acts, but it is tempered by his even kill and his logical, rational way of conducting himself. So, yeah, 83. Fantastic. And now for intelligence, let's start with Lee for this one. Well, if he manages to get get himself into the Royal Army, the medical corps he was in, yeah, he was yeah, med corps. He must he must have some some grey matter between his ears, so he <laughs> he is fairly intelligent. My tutors um, are the same about me, and he you don't know what caused him to to leave there or to get um, court martialed. I mean, I can, I can only guess, but. Um, I would give him an intelligence of 90. He's definitely, yeah, he definitely got, definitely got brains for bullets. Okay, Wendy. Yeah, <laughs> not exactly the same, but I went for 91. Um, and actually, it, it, Holly touched on this earlier on, actually. I, I think the thing with me, I found him to be very intelligent. He was quick thinking. He was... Um, when he needed to be, but you could also see he was considered. He did listen to things, and you, I, I, I can remember many scenes when they're in the chapel, you know, around the table, and often Chibs, you know, when he does speak, you listen to him because he really has got something to say, um, and it's well thought through. So I think he's incredibly intelligent. Why well, I didn't give him a hundred because <laughs> I was bordering on that at one point, but then it struck me there were things I think he could have that, that he could have done better, and Juice being one of them. And I totally agree with mm. Holly. I think he should have. That, that was the thing. He, he, he had the intelligence to know what was going on there. Uh, I realised he was in a difficult position because of how the charter would see that, but nevertheless, I think, yeah, that's the only reason I didn't score him for 400, so 91. Yeah, I, I, I concur. I think he's a very intelligent fella. He's got that versatility. He's got that integrity. He's consistent. He's got uh, political awareness. I don't think many of the members of the club express any interesting kind of things like colonialism, Northern Ireland, the Troubles, Republicanism, and you know loyalists and all mm. of the complexities that surround that. So he's clearly in the know about that kind of shit. Um, he's got a medical background. You can't be thick and you know work in the medical profession. These two things aren't compatible. It's a very complex field. Um, he knows a bit about the mechanics of the bikes and stuff. We've definitely seen him working in the workshop a few times. And I think also you have to be a certain kind of smart in order to navigate the world that he lives in. Like to be the only one of the, what, three, four surviving members, one of the, two of the original cast who survived the show, you have to have a certain level of smart about you. So yeah, I put him at 91. I think he is, he's an arbiter. I think he's politically aware. I think he's. Wow. So you know what, this, this could be the closest we've ever been on a, a score. And I went for 89. And for, I'm just wow. going to say for all the above, everything that has just been said, um, that's it, 89? Yes, 89 is my score. Um, I can't add anything more than what you have already said, so brilliant. Um, loyalty is next, and that's Wendy to go first. 
Uh, do you know what? I'm, I went for a straight 100 on this one oh. because every which way I thought about that man, um, clearly he was loyal to Sam Bell, uh, other than what was going on with uh, Jimmy O. Um, very loyal to his family, despite the separation, despite what had gone on there. And you know that because when they went to um, uh, Belfast, you could just tell that that connection mm. he had there straight away, that he he was welcomed. I mean, there was there was no animosity there at all. And the loyalty to Sam Crow, oh, and Gemma, uh, oh, just all of them. I mean, it was just unquestionable in my mind. You know, this man is a loyal man. You can trust him. You know, if he, if he trusts you and is loyal to you, that's it. You've got a friend for life there unless you cross him. So, yeah, 100. Yeah, I would have given him a hundred, but I, I was so close. There were a couple of sticking points for me. It was very close. I also don't want to upset the gods that beat him. Um, so I went for <laughs> I went for ninety-seven. I mean, he's obviously loyal to his family, to a fault. He's loyal to the club, to a lot of faults, you know. Um, but I think there's uh, shades of grey, and there are points of contention within that where he showed disloyalty to members of the club by picking the collective over certain individuals who could have more attention. And of course, he said up the raw and left the you know the armed forces. He was court-martialed for something. That's not generally something that happens when you're a loyal individual. You just don't know the situation. Yeah, you just say. I, I think it is speculated that he engaged in friendly fire i feel like i read that somewhere he shot a kid who was like his own age i feel like he said i could have been in school with him he was the same age as me that was the policeman that was northern ireland please yeah yeah i reckon if you shoot a policeman in northern ireland and you're part of the british armed forces you probably don't stick around for much longer as part of the armed forces so i'd say that's yeah there may be two points of contention there when it comes to oil, so he's like 97. Yeah, there were horrible mm. times one was given to believe. Then who yeah. knows? Who knows? 95. Um, I was, along with Wendy, all the way until Holly mentioned the, the armed forces, and I thought, no, go back slightly, take off five. So 95. I went for 95 as well, and the main thing was that he would have ratted the club out to protect, but it was an, an act of loyalty as well mm. to protect mm. his family. So um, really, really, yeah, I think that some of the things that have already been said, plus that he would have ratted the club, ratted on the club. You think he would? I just, that's what I really have never, I didn't think for a second he would ever do that. I knew he had to explore it, but I never believed I think he would. thought yeah. it was between his family and the club um, is chosen family and his adopted and his actual family sorry it's difficult um so yeah, yeah I, I don't know what i would have done in that position no, so, okay. but and you know i'm I'm not likely to give 100 anyway so ni- 95 <laughs> 95 next up it's holly to talk us through street cred of chibs I mean, 99 again, because I'm reluctant to give 100. I think there are probably characters that have more cred on the street than him. I can't make up many, though. Um, yeah, I feel like in all walks of life, no matter the situation, he has a kind of level of respect because of the rank he has in Sam Crow, because of his history with Sam Bell and the true IRA. Um, you think about all of the hijinks and chicanery he's been involved with over the years. He's definitely proved himself to be a loyal fighter and a fearsome advocate if he's on your side and an even more ferocious foe if you get on the wrong side of him. Yeah, I think I think he carries himself with 
a real dignity despite the fact he's an outlaw he's got that whole honor amongst thieves thing going on so for me yeah street credibility 99 i i went for 93 um a little bit less again no hundreds from this this (laughs) Um, one of these days (laughs) well yeah there probably is a couple that might get a hundred for some for me it was all it's it's all going to be said i'm sure that Somebody who I think the the I the being a terrorist organization does <laughs> a few bits off for me. Um but... he wasn't provisional. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he was the Sinn Fein arm. No, I, no, yeah, well, was, no, that. no they, well, exactly. It wasn't you know, they didn't even go legit. That's the thing. That at least the yeah. uh, IRA went legit and the UVF and all of that. Anyway, yeah. that's uh, Northern Ireland politics is a dark, it's a dark yeah, that's our special uh, yeah. in between seasons. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll discuss <laughs> how to solve the the Irish problem. Yep. So there was there was that, and um, yeah, he's great. I think he's he's not quite from in the series. He hadn't quite established himself as president, so he was a VP. So a lot of street mm. cred, being a core member of. Um, of Sam Crow, so Sam that, that honestly, straight away, if you're in Charmin, you've got immediate street cred. So 93 for me. I will have to give him 100 total total score. Um, I think there's he 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 screams street cred. You know, he's got he's tough. He, he looks the part. I'm not going to point to that trap again because when I said about appearances, Tim picked me up on it and he said, oh, you always you always go all about how they look. <laughs> uh, uh, all right then. Well, he looks the part as well. Um, I think, yeah, he's definitely got, he screams street cred, so 100. Well, I've not given this many 100s, but I have to say 100 also. I don't pop up the guy. Sorry about this. But he's got immense uh, street credibility. I mean, he was actually known outside of Sam Crow, um, certainly by Sam Bell, but I think other people referred to him as the Scott. I mean, you know, he yeah. was huge. Absolutely. Definitely no one else was known. I mean, people were known, but there was this sort of, I don't know, something about Jibs. Uh, yeah, no, oh, huge street cred, I think. Uh, it's like Michelangelo, as well. one name. He, say it. He, did, he, uh, like he says he looked the part. I mean, he looked different to the rest as well. And his wardrobe changed over the seasons, didn't it? <laughs> improved when he got <laughs> he married. He a variety of caps and stuff. But anyway, he always seemed to stand, he, he just stood out. I, no, 100% for me, give him 100, yeah. Okay, and finally, it is likability. So, yep, I'm down the pub with Chibs. Um, I'm probably I'm going to be the one going home early. I think because I won't. No way would I be able to keep up with that. Um, look, proper nice guy, proper nice. A couple of marks off for me for um, those little bits. So we we kind of talked about it through the through like the. The um the way he was with a bit with Jerry and and, and um also with with Juice a little bit so I give him ninety six but definitely you know what gonna have a banger night out with uh with uh, um I was all set to give him one hundred and then I thought hmm I love I love the actor I loved his character but he was still part of the IRA, so I couldn't give him the whole nine, um, 100, so I really had to give him 90. Is it another one? 
It has to be. I'm sorry. What? What? I I just couldn't find anything not to like about his character at all. No, no, no. Even I mean, I appreciate what you were saying. You know how he treated Jared and everything. But to be fair, he was an open book. He kind of made it really clear right from the off, so she knew what she was getting into. That's how I saw that. I'm sorry. It's really difficult for me to to find fault with him in his character over the whole. You know, when you think about it over the whole seven seasons and everything he was involved in how it ended up, how it started. I know the IRA, I know what you mean by that, but, you know, he, he wasn't a provo. That's um, a point. <laughs> so, so, so that might have struck a different chord, I don't know. Um, Damn but IRA. Not 100, absolutely happily give him 100. Very rare, but there you go. The three, <laughs> I think Lee's the only person to give more than 100 previously. No, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, up the raw, give him a hundred. I, I can't, I can't, I can't fault him. I think he's probably my favourite character in Sons of Anarchy. I absolutely adore Tibbs Telford. Yes, there are points I got crossed for them, but again, like minor infractions in the grand scale of some of the abhorrent things some of the characters in that show have done. Like, I and Tim Test, would I go for a drink for him? Hell yeah, I'd have drinks with him at the bar and then have drinks with him back at his place, and we'd carry on into the next morning. I'm not being funny, and you find me there at the same pub every night, being like, let's. Let's keep this going. I think I'd have a great time having a drink with him. I think we put the world to right at 3am over a bottle of Jameson. I think it'd be a great time. Fantastic. Thank you. And Brilliant roundup that was. That's I lovely. think actually this is one of, well, you would expect, I would imagine, this is one of the strongest cards to date. So mm. Brutality 82, Intelligence 90, Loyalty 96, Street Cred 98, Likeability 97. Chips oh. Telford. Love my boy, Chips Telford. Well, you know what? It is series two, and this is episode five already. It I mean, is. It's mad. It's absolutely Where's flown. Where's the time gone? It's, it's absolutely flown. So in in real time, um, we have just released the final episode of season one in yeah. real time. So that's out there now. Um, and... As we did last time, we are going to do a double bill special for you next week. Are you excited? So we get yes, two spins of the wheel. There. Two spins of the wheel. And the oh, Wheel of Names wait. decides on who we get to talk about next week. So we got Chibs last week. Let's see who is on the wheel today. Right, here we go. So the first person, <laughs> as everyone everyone leans in at this point. And here we go, we are spinning the wheel. Donna. Ooh. Donna Winston is the first character that we will be discussing oh, next week. Um, Donna Winston... Oh, such a such a good character. Yeah. I do love her. So we have got Donna Winston. Donna Winston. Dig into that. Okay, for the second name that we are going to discuss, let's go spin the wheel. Ooh. Happy Lumen. Oh, cool, I am Happy. living my best life. I really am. Oh, we all Another love Happy. Favorite. I love Happy. Oh, my, whole love Happy. my whole heart. So going from none of no <laughs> no one from Redwood to two in two weeks. We yes, we've got Donna Winston and now we have also got Happy Loman. What what an I... episode we are gonna have next week. 
to yeah, celebrate. Yeah, coming back for more. Out on, actually, for the season. That's really good. To end our second season. So, wow. If you've enjoyed it, please leave a comment and please leave a, a five-star review on your podcast, whatever your provider is. And if you'd like to join in the debate, you can contact me. I'm at FanVidder. Um, you can contact my uh, Holly at, at Holly Tallarico. And you can contact Wendy at Busy777. We'd love to hear from you. And you can always email us as well, soaukpodcast at gmail.com. And, you know, we are at that point in the day again. That these, these, this time we have together always flies by. So what I'd like to do is thank Lee, Wendy and Holly for joining me once again. Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. And we will see you next week for the end of series special. It's going to be a great one, so don't it miss it. It certainly is.